Hey, 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 here we go. Podcast number 193. Here at the beginning of 2021, I realized I did my, uh, uh, last week I did a podcast that was, um, was it the first podcast of the year? It might have been. Uh, but here we are on the 19th. Yes, tomorrow is the 20th. We're turning over a new president. And we're just rocking the new year, rocking the new year, my friends. Before I get started on this story, I, I would like to say, I would like to say, seems as if my podcasts have been in the theme of macabre, at least a couple of them, that one about biting my nail off, that was pretty gritty. And then this one follows a similar vein. If you just look at the title, I almost cut off my hand. And that is, that is true. That is true. So let's just get right to it. Let's just get right to it. This happened a number of years ago, maybe, uh, I'm thinking 2016, uh, but it could have been, could have been 2014, not quite sure, going to have to check my notes, going to have to check my notes, but I was at the Zochin Retreat Center in Oregon, yes, uh, I spend a lot of time there, I've been doing one month, five week internships, and then doing a droop chin after that, typically. Uh, not these past couple years, but many years before that, I would spend two months a year there in a row. And then uh, many times did I do three one week retreats. So, yeah, basically, I spent a third of my year at the Zochin Retreat Center which I lovingly refer to as the monastery. I mean, it's not a monastery. Even though monastics live there, it's a retreat center. But we do do these long internships, and it's very, very, one more time, very special for me because I am extremely and devotedly Buddhist. Devotedly Buddhist. So I was hanging out there with my good friend Marco, who uh, we his name is Zongshod, is his Buddhist name, and uh, he lived in my martial arts school for a number of years before he moved to the DRC, and since then has acquired uh, the level of Lama, has earned that title, and uh, yeah, we were hanging out, we were doing something. He likes really sharp knives. We get, we have a martial artist overtone. And we were doing something. Honestly, I can't even remember what we were doing. But he had one of his knives out. I was using it. And it was such a weird sensation because I don't really recall feeling the knife cutting through my flesh. More so, I could hear it. I could hear it. Now, before I go any further, let me tell you, it wasn't my right hand. I did not almost cut off my right hand. That would be tragic. That would be just unbelievable. You know, people that almost get their body parts cut off and they get put back on, that can be a little challenging. That can be a little challenging. So no, it wasn't my right hand. I've never done any major, major damage to my right hand, and I would like not to this time around. This, I'm talking about my left hand. <laughs> now, I'm always sharing with the crew here out in uh, the land of Podcastia. Uh, 
Podcastantanopa. How about that one? Podcastantanopa. Um, let me see. Let me see. I got excited and lost track. Oh, yes. Of course, I was born without my left hand, a functional large normal hand. I actually have five very small, four very small fingers and one very small thumb at the end of my left arm. There's no bones in there. I cannot really move them at all. And they don't do that much. They just kind of hang out. And it's really interesting. I don't give it too much thought that much. But when I'm hanging out with kids, they find it very intriguing, very cool that I have this tiny, tiny hand, like super tiny, super tiny. Uh, yeah, I was doing something. Okay, I was. Let me get back to the story. I was doing. I was actually holding the knife in my right hand. We were very close to the ground, and I do recall. I do recall lifting up my left arm, like I have a little bit past my elbow, and I just lifted my short side up, and I just heard this very unique sound. I didn't really focus on it. I just heard this sound. And I thought, oh, that, that's kind of a unique sound. That was very secondary thought, really didn't focus on it. Just like, oh, that, I don't think I've really ever heard that sound before. And then I'm not quite sure what happened shortly after, just like right after that, not shortly after that, right after that. But I remember looking at my left arm and noticing an incredible amount of blood <laughs> coming from it. It was at that point that Zong showed, Marco, uh, made some noise of uh, kind of just astonishment, like, oh. <laughs> and then as I'm looking at my left arm, and I can see that there is a very large cut at the end. And I thought, oh, I must have I lifted my arm through that knife. And I don't know if I mentioned this to Zongshid, but I was, you know, in my head, I thought that was a very sharp knife. And that sound that I heard was the sound of that very sharp knife cutting through my flesh. Yes, and it cut clean and it cut deep. I just remember like I stood up and I was like, I was catching the blood in my hand. It was, it was, I had a hand full of blood coming off the end of my arm. And then I remember, I, I can't remember his name. Uh, he, he's from the Chinese Sangha. Um, I'll remember it. I'll remember it. But, uh, I remember he freaked out. He's like, whoa. And then he just ran off. Right, <laughs> He just ran off to go get some help. And I just remember like just pouring the blood out of my hand and then grabbing the end of my body, the end of my left hand, and just looking at the wound. Like I just kind of opened it up and I thought, oh, yeah, I almost I basically almost cut off my left hand. Now, that really means like three quarters of an inch of flesh. Like I probably could have cut that off and not hindered me that much other than having a huge painful scab or scar or soreness or, you know, I don't think you can cut off that much flesh. It'd be like cutting off the tip of your finger, not not necessarily the fingernail, but if you cut a good chunk of your, the pad of your index finger off, it would be hard to heal. And uh, yeah, I remember now at that point, I started to go into shock because it was a pretty deep cut and there was a whole lot of blood. 
And even in my head, I thought, oh, I almost cut off my hand. So that's not something most people would say to themselves. But it's something that I was experiencing. So, yeah, I'm running with it. I'm running with it. I actually had to sit down. I had to go to the ground, right? I was like, all right, hold on. Let me kind of get it together. And then we have a pharmacist. Lama Shannon came over. Uh, she's a very good friend of mine. I just call her Cannonball. And... uh we, you know, she brought some some fabric and all this kind of stuff, and I just I just remember that I just remember wanting it to heal well. Oddly enough, and I thought, okay, I just need to kind of like just flap that flesh back on there, and you know, do some some mantra healing prayers, you know, some like Pamasambhava, or let's get some medicine Buddha in there. And let's just, you know, send me the heal send me the healing love and let's just get that on there and have it not have it not go bad, you know, because it was it was pretty deep. It was pretty deep. So yeah, we we cleaned it off and I I flapped that up over there. I mean, it probably warranted quite a few stitches, but I thought, you know what? I'm not leaving the retreat center. I'm not leaving internship. There's no bone there. So let's just let's just flap that flesh right over and let's wrap that thing right up. And that's what we did. You know, uh, Zongshod was there, Marco. We did a, a bunch of mantras. We did a bunch of healing prayers. And, you know, we bandaged my arm up. Now, here I am. Okay, now here's the... Th this is the interesting thing because I am at a Buddhist retreat. I am at what I lovingly refer to as the monastery, okay? And my left arm is, the end of it is wrapped up in a giant bandage. Like, it looked like I cut my hand off, right? <laughs> and it's great because, <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. When I ran into my, when I when I encountered my teacher shortly after that, Dzogchen Kempo Choga Rinpoche, he started laughing I started laughing. We just had a very funny, funny moment because because of Hoi Ko, this historic uh, Buddhist figure. You know, and it's funny. I got to tell you, let, let me just back it up. Right before I went into shock, like when I was standing up and I kind of opened the flesh up to look how deep that cut was, I was just and all that blood was pouring out. And I thought, oh, I almost cut off my hand. I almost cut off my hand. I I thought about Hoi Ko. I thought about Hoi Ko. He lived in 549 A.D. 549 A.D. lived in China. Uh, Buddhist monk ended up at the Shaolin Temple. He had one hand. He had one hand. Martial artist, long hair. I've mentioned this a few times in this podcast. I have a very deep connection with Hoi Ko. And Kempo and I have talked about him a lot a lot. And it's just so funny because this internship really for me, I mean, that happened pretty probably halfway in. So that second half of the internship was somewhat challenging because my arm is completely bandaged and that hinders me a little bit. Of course, I have my right right hand, which does a lot of stuff, but I cannot really use the, the, my, the tip of my arm to articulate and to do things because it's sore and mostly because I don't want the flesh to slip over, you know, I wanted to heal straight on. Yeah, that was a very trying time for me. And uh, Hoi Ko got brought up a lot. His name's also Shen Quan. Shen Quan. He was Shen, he was known as Shen Quan before he became Hoi Ko. 
and that is after he encountered Bodhidharma, who is the, the famous Indian monk who came from India to China and ended up at the Shaolin Temple and whose legend is claimed to be the grandfather of Zen, the, 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 the real driving force that rooted Zen in China and the genesis of the martial arts, right? All this is happening at the Shaolin Temple. <laughs> uh, just totally amazing, totally amazing. So yeah, I thought about Hoi Ko, and then I almost went into shock. That's when Lama Shana Sh Shannon showed up. We did some cleaning, we bandaged up, and then, yeah, now I am running around the Buddhist monastery just like Hoi Ko, a long-haired martial artist, and my hand is almost is cut off, basically, you know. Um, I mean, I could have cut my hand off and who knows what, you know, just super glued it back on. So amazing. And I think it was 2016. Uh, it could have been 2013, but because uh, I had a two-year gap. I went, uh, let me see, I went to Europe. I was on a speaking tour in Europe in 2015. Uh, and, oh, and then I was at the World Championships of Public Speaking in 2015. No, I went to Europe in 2014, Europe and Prague. Yeah, that's right, 14. And then I was at the World Championships of Public Speaking. Or was uh, Anyways, there was a two-year gap there. So it could have been 2013. I'm thinking it was 2016. And uh, yeah, it just, for me, I, I have, I, I read as much as I can about Hoiko. Um, Kempo has shared great stories of his Buddhist history with me, you know, because he was in charge of the Shaolin Temple after Bodhidharma left. I mean, he was next in line uh, and really trained a lot with the monks. You know, it is believed all Shaolin monks bow with one hand because of Master Hoi Ko. Uh, so, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love the guy. I love the guy. Uh, so, yeah, it was really just a very unique internship for me and uh, just kind of dealing with that, the end of my arm being tender and trying to do stuff and people helping me out and taking care of me and Kempel just constantly laughing. Oh, yeah, uh, astounding. Um, and then, you know, what happened? Uh, hey, hey, here, l let me finish that. L let, me, let me finish that up. Uh, my my arm, my hand ended up healing fine. I have a very small scar. Uh, everything lined up perfectly. I don't really have any damage in there, and I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't worse than it was, but it was fairly deep. It was fairly deep. And then years later... Uh, or not, can't quite recall. Uh, yeah, I went to China and Tibet in 2017 with uh, One Path USA, which is a, like a subsidiary in group of, it's related to the uh, uh, Dzogchen Retreat Center, Dzogchen Sri Singha Foundation USA, uh, and it's uh, they do missionary work. So they go to Tibet every year and uh, just take care of people. You know, it's a very beautiful cause. I went one year. I went one year as security because I'm a martial artist. Um, and then when it was over, it was two great weeks. I, I don't think I've I've done a couple podcasts about it. I want to do a lot more. I want to do some other stuff because I have some great imagery and videos from that, that trip. And I had a great time. Um, I spent a month in that area. So I was on 
I was on retreat for, for five weeks. Then I took a one-week break, came home. Uh, my mom had a minor surgery, and then I went back to the DRC for a few days. And then, yeah, you know what? Then I'm off to uh, this medical mission in Tibet. Did that for about 10 days, and then I spent another 12 days in China. I have a really good friend named Luke who I've met online and were Moldavite friends, and he heard I was coming to China, so I, I spent two days with him. And then the next thing you know, I'm off to the Shaolin Temple. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'm going to the Shaolin Temple. I, I want to go climb up to Bodhidharma's cave, and they have a huge temple complex devoted to, to Hoi Ko. Yes, unbelievable. Here I am, the one-handed martial artist Buddhist, going to the Shaolin Temple and spending time with the monks at Hoi Ko's temple. And I learned so much about Hoi Ko's history and how Bodhidharma dug some wells, dug four wells for Hoi Ko to help his arm heal. And there's a, a platform up there where Hoi Ko did a lot of healing and martial art practice and yeah, just really, you know what? I had a very special, special time uh, going to the Shaolin Temple, and I'm hoping to go back in 2022. I got a couple trips. I'm going back to Tibet, doing a pilgrimage in Tibet in 2022, and then I also want to go to China. I want to go back to the Shaolin Temple, and then there's also uh, there's also there's a different temple a couple provinces over in China, very hard to get to, devoted to Hoiko. Hoiko went to these mountains um, to live out the rest of his life after he left the Shaolin Temple. Uh, he died out there, and uh, he was actually martyred. Um, so yeah, there's a temple erected for him that I really want to go to, a temple in a stupa. It would really mean so much to me. My time at the Shaolin Temple was astounding like it was just so profound to go to Bodhidharma's cave and to spend time at, at Hoi Ko's temple and to just hang out with the Shaolin monks you know just really 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 unbelievably cool you know spiritually deep Buddhist Buddhistically phenom karmically grand so yeah, my friends, I almost cut off my hand. What can I say? I got to be real careful with the ends of my, the upper ends of my body. You know, I, I just got to really protect my arm and my hand and even my short side. You know, I don't want to do any damage there and, and uh, I'm very protective. But, you know, it's funny that one moment not paying attention with that knife. And what do I do? I almost cut my hand off. So yeah, I pay extra attention nowadays. And and then as a general rule, I did a podcast about this. I don't use power tools, you know, power saws and that. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 brah. Okay. I'm going to bring this podcast to a close, my friends. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And uh, today is January 20th. As I'm recording this podcast, it is 10.15 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And tomorrow, the 20th, we're going to have a new president. We're going to be looking forward to the, the, the things that will be changing. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Uh, new commander-in-chief. Uh, 
when the presidents change, my job changes a lot because I work for the federal government. But I think people in general are just looking looking for some change, looking to see what's going to happen with the pandemic and the economy and all of that, my friends. Let's let's support other people's different opinions about politics. Let's extend the gratitude of our compassion and generosity. Let's be kind. Let's be the goodness. Let's just be it, man. Shine bright. You looking for that shiny light? Look in the mirror. Let me, make yourself shine. And let's just make the world a better place, my friends. Okay, and with that, stay safe. Be cool. See, I told you. He's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.